0: It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Great pleasure to be with you. By the way, during the week, please join us. Fox Business Network, FBN TV. Name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. Every day, Monday through Friday. If you can't get us at 4, just text your favorite 9-year-old, and she'll show you how to DVR the show. And here on radio, you can live stream us on the Internet all across the country. It's LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com, all across the country, throughout the world, all through the solar system, including the Milky Way. So uh, we bring in my good friend John Carney, uh, economics and finance editor of uh, Breitbart and um, author of the Breitbart Business Digest Daily. Must read. It's got a cult following. It's a fabulous thing. So, John, thank you as always. Can I just talk to you? um, Put your political hat on along with your economic hat. The consumer confidence numbers took a big jump in January. uh, And in December, they took a big jump. Two months. Big, big jump. And you see it. Uh, overall, the sentiment index, current economic conditions way up, consumer expectations way up. I mean, November was 56.8, John. In January, it was 75.9. And then one-year inflation expectations down uh, from 4.5% in November to 2.9% in January. And then the longer-term inflation, 2.8%. Those are big numbers. And... Does that have a political impact or is it too soon?
1: I think it has both a political impact and I think it has a political reflection. One of the things that's happening is that Republicans are actually becoming more positive about the economy. Mm. And I think this is because Republicans are becoming more convinced that they can win in November. So, in other words, you're seeing consumer sentiment buoyed. By the fact that people are saying, "I think Donald Trump's going to win in November," isn't and so this? No, I didn't. I'm so, yeah, no, no.
0: That's a great point, John. I'm. So, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm ooing and eyeing because I hadn't thought of that. So that's what yeah. that's that could be in I, those numbers.
1: I think it is in those numbers. I think uh, that what we're seeing is that Demo- uh, Republicans who have been very negative about the economy, largely because it look, you know. Biden has mismanaged it so badly Mm. that they're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. We are in the Mm. final year of the of Joe Biden's term as president, uh, and we are now more hopeful that he will not have a second term as president. And so when you look at the year ahead inflation numbers or the year ahead uh, expectations for what's going to happen for business conditions, Mm. people are becoming more hopeful now. There's also a bit. The Democrats think uh, they could win it too. So I think that they they also say, look mm. at these numbers and they say, oh, you know, we're that their spirits are buoyed as well. There's also a little bit of partisanship on the part of the Democrats as we get nearer to the election. The and there, this is in the numbers, uh, con, pretty consistently. If you ask people, you know, how is the how do you feel about the economy? There is a little bit of partisanship where if their party is running things, they tend to be a little bit more positive uh, in part because they they understand Mm. that, uh, you know, that that this has political implications. So they answer better and people just tend to feel better when their party is running the country. But I do think that Republican hopes are boosting the consumer sentiment. You should write that up, John. That's really well.
0: it's really <laughs> it's a insightful
1: of a coming Breitbart business. Digest. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's nobody else has said that. That's a fascinating take, absolutely fascinating. Uh, the rest of the story, I mean, as you've been writing, uh, and we've talked about it on the show, uh, the numbers are coming in as really with retail sales fairly strong, not manufacturing, you don't see it there, you don't see it in business equipment and so forth. But people are spending and they are borrowing, and there's really no reason for the Fed to lower their interest rate target. That's right.
1: Usually when the Fed is lowering their interest rate, particularly – usually when this happens, it it is because we are facing – we are seeing the beginning of a pretty severe economic downturn, and the Fed is trying to respond to that that's not what the case is right now unemployment is ultra low
2: mm.
1: and consumers are spending a lot of money so if the Fed decides that it's going to cut rates and uh, it's likely to not decide early because they're not they're not worried about something happening it would be a cut of choice rather than a cut of necessity uh, and they're unlikely to have a very rapid series of cuts Usually when the Fed is in a cutting cycle, it's because we are in a downturn right now. And Chris Waller, the Fed governor, um, pointed this out that the Fed probably will not cut rapidly Mm. once it starts cutting because it's not trying to flood the economy with with liquidity to fend off a recession it's doing it because it thinks, you know, they're they're able to do it rather mm. than that they have to do mm.
2: it. Yeah,
0: the um I was just looking this morning, John. Uh in the futures market, the Fed rate cut in March is now down to only forty eight percent. I think that's the
1: right first. it was up at seventy five just a few days ago. So right. it has come down <laughs> a lot. I think for the reasons that I've been articulating which is people look at the data and they say the, – the, the, the very data that the Fed officials have told us they pay attention to a lot, which is the labor market data, mm-hmm. that's been strong, the, uh, um, the consumer data, and that's been strong. So you know that takes away from the, the idea that they're going to cut in March. As you said, manufacturing seems to still be in a recession it's unclear, though, that that will last. Mm-hmm. If we, we've been seeing a, a loosening of financial conditions, the you know not just Treasuries, Treasury yields have come down, gone up a little recently, but still pretty far down. But things like uh, high yield bonds, uh, they have come down a lot, and so and they've narrowed the gap uh, with Treasuries. So what that's telling you is that businesses are more able to borrow. And if, they're, and if financial conditions loosen for businesses, they will start to expand. They got tight for businesses. They're not as tight as they were. So I think we'll start to see uh, that uh, business investment starts to tick up again.
0: Yeah, the, ju- the, the- junk the junk bond spread, uh, I'm looking at John Moody's uh, – no, I'm looking at the Merrill Lynch high-yield spread last 52 weeks is down 68 basis points. So you're right. I mean yeah. that, that's come in quite a bit. That's a good economic indicator. Your other thing here, your business digest for today or last night, consumers are murdering the march rate cut. I, <laughs> I love that. Folks, you got you got to you can go online and get this stuff. Uh I mean, I'd charge a ton of money for it, but John Brightbars I give a, it away for free. Yeah, Breitbart is a great News operation, including John's business digest. Consumers are murdering the March rate cut. And then you go on to talk about the rate cut got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, John. That's really good.
1: Thanks. We try to make it fun. You know, one of the things, you know, you, um, we're writing about things like yield curves and, uh, and, you know, the market implied odds of fake Fed rate cuts. And that can get a little dry for people. So I, when we're writing this stuff up, try to, you know, provide the humor, but also that's, also, what happened, right, is that a lot of people thought, you know, oh, the holiday shopping season is not going to be strong. Consumers are going to pull back. Mm. And they didn't. So, yeah, the rate cut got run over by the reindeer. So
0: we're just going to stay where we are, you know. And the Fed still got more work to do to get their uh, – hit their target rate for all the various inflation indicators. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, historically, uh, interest rates – are no big deal. Um, I mean, right. the curve is inverted, so you know that's still a worry. There's always something to worry about. The curve is inverted; short rates are higher than long rates, and that's unnatural. It's turning the Treasury curve on its head. On the other hand, ten years at four twelve, John, that's a nothing burger. I mean, historically speaking,
1: uh, so why not? And just- I think there's there's a lot of evidence that actually. The economy has moved into a state where it can tolerate, it can do well with higher interest rates than it could, say, five or six years ago. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So that, you know, when we look at it, we say, well, that's a lot more than we had, you know, ever since the financial crisis. It's okay. It is close to what it was historically normal. It's not high, historically speaking. Mm. And in places that are very sensitive to interest rates, like the housing market and the auto market, we've actually seen that those haven't fallen apart. That tells me that the economy can withstand mm. interest rates at this level and even higher. I don't think the Fed is gonna hike. I, I think they, they've made it clear they're not going to hike. I do think, though, that the long-term rates are probably going to move up a little bit more, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, and we may see the uninversion of the yield curve because of that. Mm -hmm. I think that the Fed – that inflation has shown signs. It probably bottomed over the summer, and in October was probably the recent lows. It's going to be stuck at around where it is right now, and the Fed is – over time it'll come down but it's not but it's not coming down at a place that tells you okay, the Fed should start cutting now. there's no there's nothing that says the economy can't handle the level of interest rates we have right now. For an appointment, or NewBridgeHealth dot org.
0: So I'm looking at the uh, CPI report uh, for December, which is the latest one we have. Uh, the top line is 3.4 percent 12 month change, so that's well above the Fed's target range, which is two. And then the core rate, excluding food and energy, is 3.9, so that's high. And then services are 5.0, uh, that has labor cost in it. So that's above the Fed's target. What is the um what is it Jay Powell's supposed favorite rate? I don't I can't follow all this
1: stuff. <laughs> right. Well they you know, I'm always very wary of people who want to slice and dice yeah. the uh inflation reports in ways that produce the outcome that they wanted to see anyway. Mm. Oh, you know, if you subtract this one and that one, that's not really probably a good measure. But what he loves to look at what he says, services, excluding housing services, and excluding energy services. Oh, for God's so, sake. So, here, so it's a pretty slight something. But that's not showing a lot of disinflation right now. And I will say that if you, the, the the retail sales, remember, retail sales are sales of goods. mm Um, it's, you know, there's a little bit in there, um, restaurant services are in there, but that's the only services part of this. Mm -hmm. So when retail sales are coming in higher than expected, that creates inflationary pressures in goods and that's been something that people thought was going to be a huge source of disinflationary pressure that doesn't seem like that's a safe bet anymore. Mm -hmm. So we may not only be facing inflationary pressures from the services side, but the good side may start to exert inflationary pressure again. The Fed guys are watching this. I mean, they are they you know, Waller is a very smart guy. Mm. Um, he was has been very optimistic that we were going to continue, that inflation was going to come down and the economy was going to slow. All right. When he was making speeches in October and December, that was true. That looked true. The data we got in for November, December since then Mm. uh, tell us that it's no longer true that the economy is now in danger of accelerating and inflation will follow and reignite. All right. I got to run. John Carney, Breitbart News,
0: Economics and Finance, Breitbart Business Digest, co-author with Alex Marlowe. It's a fabulous thing, uh, John. Thank you ever so much. We appreciate it. Folks, quick break. And then uh, Cash Patel... Former chief of staff of the Defense Department is going to tell us whether the Middle East is just blowing up left and right or what. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back.